Hello, and welcome to UX Soup, a short-form podcast that looks beyond the buzzwords to give you the latest developments impacting the user experience of personal devices and services in the home, in the car, and while mobile. As always, UX Soup is presented by Strategy Analytics, a global research and consulting firm providing our global clients insights, analysis, and expertise. I'm Chris Schreiner, and I am flying solo today because we have a special interview set up. Today, I will be talking with Kevin Nolan, who is the vice president of our UX innovation practice here at Strategy Analytics, to talk about some of the COVID-19 research that we have been uh, doing within SA. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Chris. Great to be here. So we brought you on today uh, to talk about some of the research that you've been involved in regarding COVID-19 and its impact on the consumer and the consumer experience. So could you talk a bit about uh, the approach that you've been taking? Sure. Well, obviously, across strategy analytics, since uh, the pandemic started, uh, we've conducted over 300 studies, published over 300 papers, um, looking at COVID-19 and the impact on consumer and technology businesses, both from a supply side perspective and on my side of the house, our side of the house, uh, consumer and demand side issues. Um, But most recently, um, our consumer insights teams and our user experience research teams have conducted a couple of studies looking at uh, consumer behaviours, how they have changed, how consumers expect the pandemic to have an impact on their future purchasing behaviours and product usage behaviours. And uh, we've looked at that over a a couple of um, different uh, technology verticals, um, specifically consumers while mobile and also consumers uh, in their car. Um, So we've got quite a lot of uh, research that we've already conducted uh, in all of those spaces. So, uh, of course, with all the the shelter in place and and the uh, loss of jobs in a lot of uh, countries, high unemployment here in the U.S. and not as bad unemployment in the U.K. Um, and the lack of uh, that kind of income and a lot of people earning less during this time. What have you seen as the impact on consumer demand? Sure. So, yes, I mean it's not surprising that we've seen some some big shifts with basically half of the planet uh, being uh, in lockdown at some point over the last three months. Um, Naturally, we've seen changes of behavior related to anything where they go out of their home. So uh, driving, for example, we saw in our research that 48% of UK drivers said they were doing much less or significantly significantly less driving than before. Um, And the range of activities that they've been doing Uh, from picking up uh, things from a restaurant, uh, going to work even, has been sharply down. There are, of course, on the other hand, some uh, upticks in activities. Um, So if we keep just to transportation, um, 8% of respondents in our latest research in the UK said they were driving more. Now, of course, some of those are obvious behaviours. They're related to key workers, for example. Um, but it's interesting to see the shift from use of public transport or shared transportation modalities to private cars, um, which potentially has some impact on what might happen as economies look to open up again. Yeah, it's definitely changed mobility patterns uh, across the world. 
but with China being at a slightly different point in the pandemic, having having uh, kind of gone through and starting to open up, is are there any takeaways that we can see from there in terms of what consumer uh, mobility patterns might be going forward? Yes, absolutely. So it's interesting, um, as you say, China has been kind of about two to three months ahead of um, markets in Europe and in the US. And if we look, for example, at usage of um, transportation apps, so DD, um, the the main uh, provider of shared mobility services over there, um, you can track their the usage of their apps. Uh, and what we saw was that um, in um, about 12 months ago, um, daily app usage of the DD app was some, something around about 12 million. And um, that went up steadily uh, over the year. When China started to lock down, which was in January, of course, we saw a huge drop um, of uh, something like two thirds of app use. But interestingly, that has grown again. So, And it's back almost to the same levels as it was a year ago. So we're seeing renewed interest in mobility and consumers making different choices. So anecdotal uh, research that we've seen suggests that um, when it comes to making choices between private car versus ride hailing services versus public transport, the private mobility uh, spaces, uh, modalities, those are the ones that consumers in China are now starting to use over the shared public transportation spaces for for obvious reasons related to um, not encountering the virus. Shifting gears a little bit with all the uh, shops closed, obviously, consumer needs about what they want to purchase and how they go about purchasing them and how companies have had to shift how they may deliver purchases of products to consumers. Uh, what are some of the, the things that you've seen there and how both consumers and uh, companies have adapted to that? Indeed. So I guess um, when we think about consumer expectations for purchases, probably no huge surprise that our survey, uh, consumer insights surveys, are finding that consumers are postponing purchases. So um, 40% of consumers in the UK said that they were going to postpone planned purchases of cars, big ticket items. Um, One might say that it's not as bad uh, for um, transportation companies as it is for vacation uh, companies or companies in in the trans in the flight business, for example, because uh, over sixty percent of those have been postponed or cancelled. The extent to which consumers will come back will actually bring those purchases forward again. I think really depends upon the depth and the extent of the recession that's going to for, uh, follow. So. What governments do in terms of economic stimulus will have a huge impact there. But to the second point of your question, I think that's quite an interesting one. So what can companies do? What have we seen companies doing in terms of uh, trying to address these uh, issues? Well, we're seeing, of course, first and foremost, uh, a huge explosion of e-commerce. Consumers who weren't uh, predisposed to using e-commerce or who had never Uh, used e-commerce before, really took to it in the pandemic. And those who were already um, very much familiar with e-commerce used it an awful lot more. Um, 32% of UK households uh, increased or significantly increased 
their um, e-commerce purchases during the lockdown. And a third, 33%, believe that their future e-commerce purchases will, will increase. So there's certainly been a shift there. But on the more kind of granular, on the more micro level, we're also seeing the way that products that haven't traditionally been sold via e-commerce um, is now shifting. Um, so we've seen initiatives like um, Dixon's Carphone, for example, a major retailer of um, smartphones and electronic products here in the UK. They have um, introduced uh, drive-through shops to uh, as, as a new delivery mechanism uh, to minimise contact. Um, we've seen uh, manufacturers of products like Samsung offer um, phone delivery service, uh, test drives for smartphones, for high-end smartphones, for example. So consumers have the opportunity to test drive it in their own home without having any contact with sales representatives. And um, we've even seen with, with vehicles, um, Geely in China, um, they were talking about, uh, they have put in place um, a system whereby they can deliver the car keys uh, for a new vehicle to the owner by a drone. Um, so possibly a little bit of um, hype there and, and looking to get some halo effect around it. But it is an, in, an interesting use and an interesting twist on uh, the distribution channel uh, to reflect what's going on today. So as we, as different countries start to open up, as things start to get back to normal or some kind of new normal, what changes do you think are going to be permanent and, and what are some that are just going to go back to the way we were doing before? Well, that really is the $64,000 question, yeah. isn't it? And th there are two schools of thought on this. Um, on the one hand, you hear as behavioral psychologists, I've, I've read research from behavioral psychologists who have looked at some of these fundamental crises in the past. And what they've concluded is that actually behavior doesn't change very much. Um, if you go, uh, if you look, say, one year or two years afterwards, things tend to revert back uh, to the way they were before. Then you have, on the other hand, you have research which suggests, no, there are fundamental changes. So um, psychologists will tell you that it takes somewhere between seven and eight weeks for human brain patterns to develop new behaviors. And once those become a habit, they, they tend to stick. I'm referring there to the fact that most people have been uh, working from home in prof the professional services area. And there seems to certainly be a strong desire for much more home working and much more flexibility around working practices. Personally, I think the truth is going to be somewhere in the middle, um, and it will depend upon different, um, different areas of the economy, different areas of the user's life. When we look at transportation, for example, we did a survey um, of uh, consumers in the UK and the US um, just very recently, um, which uh, tried to look at what uh, the impact on certain mobility patterns would be of the uh, the virus of the pandemic, and what we found is that yes, yeah, certainly commuting is likely to be to be hit. Consumers are enjoying working from home. Forty two percent of our survey said that they want to work from home uh, most or all of the time, even after the pandemic. There might be more fundamental changes uh, as well. So um, we saw some research which said that um, 
searches for homes, uh, home buying uh, in suburban areas, so less densely populated areas where people are less likely to come into contact with the virus, those searches were surging. So we asked in our, our survey, how likely are you to, to look for a home in a less densely populated area um, the next time you come to move? And 46% uh, of our survey said that the, yes, they would consider moving to somewhere less densely populated or somewhere with more outside space. So there may be an impact on house moving. And then other areas like leisure travel, uh, shopping, staycations, we certainly feel in the short term, um, those kind of mobility patterns will shift quite extensively. Um, consumers choosing to vacation somewhere that they can drive to rather than getting on a flight uh, is something that we think almost certainly will happen. And 51% of our survey said that they are likely to take fewer flights even after the pandemic. So there will be quite a, a range of behaviours and use cases that will be impacted, I think. And finally, Kevin, for us user experience professionals, we've certainly been impacted as well, either having to work from home and primarily not being able to do any in-person research. Uh, what kind of guidance would you give other UX professionals at this point in time? Yeah, I think it's 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 been a tough time and it's been a, a time of transition. Um, as you know, Chris, here at Strategy Analytics, we've really had to, to ramp up our remote user testing uh, capabilities um, during this period. And now, fortunately, this is something that, that we've been doing a lot of um, in the past anyway. Um, but I see that again um, continuing to, to be a trend moving forward. Uh, techniques that we use, like um, the ability to do um, online focus groups, uh, discussion groups, um, remote methodologies for doing user research techniques like card sorting, for example. I think those have been well demonstrated and in some of the work that we've done recently uh, have been shown to work extremely well and be very fast and efficient to get good user research results. So I think, as with everything, the practice of um, UX research evolves and uh, will continue to do so in those uh, in those directions. And uh, how might someone get access to some of the COVID-19 research? Yeah, so we have um, a lot of research that um, we have available on our website. So uh, anyone who's interested, go to www.strategyanalytics.com or contact myself directly, and we'd be delighted to share some of the research that we've done recently and talk about uh, how we can apply it to help you with your business decisions. Thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Thanks very much, Chris. It was a pleasure. That's all for now. Thanks very much for listening. A reminder that UX Soup is sponsored as always by Strategy Analytics. Check out the latest user-focused insights in mobile, automotive, and smart home by visiting strategyanalytics.com. You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter through visiting our show page at ux-soup at captivate.fm. Please remember to subscribe to UX Soup on your favorite platform, where you can also rate and review our show. Thanks again. Bye for now.